we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey everybody, welcome to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott. I am so grateful that you're joining me today. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about great leaders lead themselves. And uh, I think it's a vital aspect to leadership is learning how to lead yourself. Uh, But before we jump into today's content, I want to ask you to do me a couple of things. First of all, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please go ahead and do so by clicking the subscribe button on any platform that you're listening to this at. Uh, I really greatly appreciate that. Also, if if this content adds value to your life, uh, do me a favor, leave me a comment, uh, send me a message, uh, however you can reach me. Um, that way I know that this is helping you and or if there's anything I can do to further help you uh, answer questions, be a part of your team's growth uh, or whatever that looks like, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We would uh, love to be a part of your all's development and growth in the near future and strengthening your team. And lastly, Probably one of the most important things for me is if you could share this uh, information and this content with somebody that you think it might help, whether they're co-workers, a leader, uh, a fellow entrepreneur, uh, a pastor of a church, a church leader, somebody that oversees a department in the church, whatever that is. Again, this is called the Anointed Leadership Podcast, where we're asking the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ to get on us and in us to enable us to do greater things than we can do in our own natural self. Amen. So today, I just want to jump into the content uh, with you and talk to you about great leaders lead themselves. And this is one of those things that I've learned over the years. Uh, I am now 30 years into leadership, uh, two years into the senior pastor, uh, 20 years into the associate pastor, the number two person in the ministry, and uh, actually been ministering and pastoring the church Uh, co-pastoring with my pastors who turned it over to me probably the last four years before I took over. And uh, so I understand a little bit about leadership. I understand what it means to lead. Uh, But one of the greatest uh, lessons I've ever learned was how to lead myself. How do I not just lead people, tell people what to do, boss people around, uh, dictate to people, but how do I lead myself? I think it's so hard to understand this one con- this concept about leading yourself. What does that mean? What does it look like? How do I? How do I effectively lead myself? Most people want a, a position of leadership so that people will follow them. Leadership, let me help you, is not what I do. Leadership is who I am. It's all about who am I as a leader, as an individual. Uh, it's not because I have a position that I'm a leader. Paul's told us so many things in the scriptures, and one of the key components in Corinthians was he said, follow me as I follow Christ. And I think that's the key thing for me when I talk about leading myself is as I. Most people want to talk about what Paul said about follow me, 
follow me, talk to me, listen to what I do, see how I do it. Here's the way I would do it. But the reality is, isn't about what I say, it's about what I do. And as I follow Christ, which means I've got to work on my own salvation. I've got to uh, uh, beat my body, like Paul said in Corinthians 9, 27. He said, beat my body and make it subject to the word of God unless... I fall short and I'm disqualified, even though I do all this stuff. If I'm disqualified, that does does me no good. It might benefit you, but I've got to learn how to work uh, and lead myself. And so I think that we we look through these this lens of leadership that the first person that you're going to lead is going to be yourself. I'm reminded when we're talking about the Anointed Leadership Podcast, when we're talking about getting the anointing on us and, and doing this the way of Christ— in Timothy, when Paul tells Timothy that if people want to be a leader, you know, if any man desires the office of a bishop, an overseer, an elder, uh, these are the ways that we're, this is the behavioral that we're looking for out of their life. Every aspect of that is how we discipline our own bodies before I'm actually leading other people. So we find this in the in the book of Timothy. And so I want to talk to you about six uh, self-leadership principles that I've learned and I've discovered. I don't necessarily think they're in any specific order. Uh, I just think that these are six key principles that uh, if we will apply these to our lives, if we will uh, dissect them, if we will look inwardly first, before we look outwardly, that I think we will be much more successful as leaders. I really believe that as I've watched my life, and I'm not, I'm not boasting on me, I'm boasting on the things of God, I'm boasting on Jesus Christ, I'm boasting on the anointing uh, I, I, in my life that's helped me uh, work out my own salvation as well as become the leader that I am today. Uh, it's really mind-boggling to me to see my life where I'm at knowing who I was and where I've come from and what I I still think today that people actually follow me and are actually being blessed and actually finding success in their own life that it it's amazing to me because I know me <laughs> I know where I've come from I know the thoughts in my own mind I know certain things and, and to me it's a tough tough situation to sit back and look and I'm amazed not at Terry Lynn Scott I'm amazed at the Lord Jesus Christ that what he said in his Bible actually works. And so I pray today that this content, and maybe you're not faith-based, these are simple content uh, moments and principles that they apply to every area of your our life. And so don't just turn me off because maybe you're not a Christian, but these are principles that are throughout leadership uh, in any walk of life, that if you apply them, they will effectively adjust certain things in your life and cause you to become a very successful leader. And so I, I think that one of the key components is most people in leadership, uh, they struggle when there is an obstacle, an issue, a situation, uh, and they buckle and they and they fold and they give up. But the reality, anytime a good leader sees an obstacle, they look at that with great excitement because it becomes an opportunity to find a new way to do things and go forward. So some of these things in our life, if I print these principles out to you, they might look like an obstacle to you. They might look like that you got a problem and how do I become a better leader? It should be with a great excitement and enthusiasm knowing that you're going to find a new way. You're going to find a better way. There's going to be something different about your life that if you apply it, man, you're going to be much more successful and more solid. 
And so let's jump into it today, into the content about uh, great leaders lead themselves first and uh, six self-leadership principles. Uh, and here's the goal. Let, let's jump into it, dive into it. Number one, you got to learn, you got to take, take control of your thoughts. I'm going to give you a Bible verse that applies to these things, but you got to take control of your thoughts. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, the word heart there in the Hebrew comes from the mind, the will, the emotions, the way I think, my thought process. Every great leader knows that what you think about, you actually become. Most people don't even realize that, but it's the truth. What's going on in the inside of me, what I think about, what I'm dwelling on, what I, I'm painting a picture in my own mind. I'm actually going to become that you literally become that. If you become, if you think about being successful, you're going to become successful. As a man thinks, so is he. And so when you see yourself, uh, successful, prosperous, uh, applying these things. When you see, if you're a pastor of a church, you've got to see yourself not as a pastor, that's just a title, but you are a leader. If you're an apostle, if you're an evangelist, if you're a teacher, if you're a prophet, whatever that fivefold ministry is, if you're a leader in the church, you got to see yourself and start thinking of yourself higher than you, than you, uh, than you think today, because as you think, so are you, we're not boasting about us. We're talking about what God has called us to do. And we're going to think in this way to become that leader. We've got to realize that what's in our thought process is actually going to be what we become. Many leaders will beat themselves up because of failure. Many leaders will beat themselves up because things didn't work properly because they missed the mark. They didn't do everything right. And okay, that's fine, but you can't think on that thing. You can't dwell on that thing. You got to take control of your thoughts. You've got to get beyond really quick uh, a mistake. You got to get beyond really quick something that has failed. You get, you can't dwell there because if you're dwelling on the mistake, if you're dwelling on the failed process, eventually you're going to become that failure. Why? Because as a man thinketh, so is he. So here's what I think about. I think on the things, and, and, and the scriptures says, think on things that are above, uh, things that are holy. I think on things that are not necessarily what's happening. I set my, and I control my thought on that thing. I'm looking for success. I'm looking to be the greatest uh, leader there is in the kingdom of God. I'm thinking about uh, how many more people I can lead to Jesus, how many more people I can empower to pull the potential that is in them out of them so they can fulfill what God's called them to be. And here's the thing for me, this is Terry Lynn Scott. Uh, what I know my yes is, is, is not just a pastor of a church to uh, feed the flock and build unity and equip saints. My number one yes in my life, I know, is empowering people to become who God's called them to be. It's to develop leaders. I know that. I know that it's to take people from where they are, put them to a place where they belong, to become who God's called them to be. It's greater than just preaching in a pulpit on Sunday. My yes is to move people on their journey in life for leadership for ministry development. I get it. I know it. I feel it. And I sense it on the inside of me. So I have to think about these things when I've missed it in the ministry, when I've missed it in, in uh, leadership, I can't dwell on that because I know what my ultimate goal is, is to lead other people. If somebody doesn't become who God's called them to be under my uh, tutelage and underneath my leadership, uh, I can't dwell on that. I have to dwell on what I know God has called me to do. You've got to take control of your thoughts. It's the first thing 
that you do as leading yourself is your thought process. How do you see yourself? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? What do you think about? When you lay down at night, what do you think about? When you wake up in the morning, what are you thinking about? Great leaders are more interested in leading themselves first before leading other people. You got to have your quiet time. You got to have your reflection time. You got to have your vision time. You got to have your uh, communication time. You got to have your development time. You got to have your exercise. And this is all about you. And these are the things that make great leaders. So here's a principle. You've got to take control of your thoughts. Hey, we could we could teach one whole podcast on controlling our thoughts as leaders, uh, but I don't have that time today. So let's jump to number two, six self-leadership principles. Number one, take control of your thoughts. Number two, take initiative in every situation. This is, this to me is leading yourself. This is finding the confidence uh, of knowing what God's called you to do and doing it and not being afraid of it, no matter what the obstacle is. I said it in the very beginning that, you know, true uh, the, to the true leader, an obstacle is only an exciting opportunity to find a new way forward. And you've got to take initiative in every situation. I, I'm reminded in the book of First Samuel chapter 17, verse 20 through 32, this is where David is taking bread to his brothers uh, by order of his father, Jesse, and he goes up and he hears that Goliath is mocking the people of God. And he leaves the food with the with the the supply carrier there, and he goes up to the front lines and he says, "What's going on here? What what are we what are we dealing with? Why are we listening to this guy? Why are we not taking his head off?" You got to think about David. He's a teenager, but he's an amazing leader, anointed of God to do something. And David didn't stand, sit around and duck behind the wall and knee knock and everything else. He just took initiative. As great leaders, you got to find the self confidence and the courage. I'm reminded of what God told uh, Joshua, be strong and courageous. It's, you've got to find that level about yourself and you've got to face your fear. You've got to face confrontation. You can't, you can't be afraid of him. Remember, you can't change what you, uh, one of the podcasts earlier was, you can't change what you're unwilling to confront. See, that's part of this taking initiative in every situation. It doesn't matter if it's just good and bad. It doesn't matter if it's failed or it's successful. You got to take initiative. David took initiative and he walked up and says, hey, I'll kill this dude. This guy isn't big enough for my God. Do you not know who my God is? It's taking initiative. Because you know who God's called you to be. You know what's on the inside of you. Uh, most people, when you think about this, most people around you are not taking initiative. Most people can see a problem, but they won't fix a problem. Great leaders lead themselves by recognizing the, that their whole responsibility is to better everybody around them and better everything around them. And so we learn to take initiative. You've got to learn to take initiative in every situation. This is one of those things. It's just step up and be confident. Now, many people will say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to push my weight. I don't want to, uh, you know, be the one that gets all the credit and all that stuff. No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. We're actually going to deal with that here in a few minutes. What we're talking about is leading yourself is beating discouragement. It's beating fear. It's beating, being afraid of what you see in front of you. Take initiative. You don't need to be motivated. You don't need external motivation to do what you know you're supposed to do. This is leading yourself. You've got to build the courage and the strength on the inside of you, like God told Joshua. And I'm thinking about David as a teenager. He took initiative when there was a when there was confrontation, when there was an opposition. And you got to take initiative. And that comes from inwardly. 
You got to think about that whole thought. I don't have time to preach it today, but the reality is, is you had soldiers that bowed behind walls, knee knocking, scared, but you had a teenager that had the anointing, remember the anointed leadership podcast, the anointing on his life to go and take initiative to kill Goliath. And that's what happened. And so he was a leader and that's why thousands and thousands of people followed him. That's why people turned and shouted that, you know, Saul kills thousands, but David tens of thousands. Why? Because he took initiative. You got to lead yourself. Soldiers and warriors wouldn't fight him, but David did. You got to learn to take initiative in every situation. Look, six principles uh, of self-leadership. One, you got to take control of your thoughts. Number two, you got to take initiative in every situation. Number three, here's a key component is you got to prioritize great work. You got to prioritize what's important as, as, as leading yourself. You got to live a life of prioritization. Uh, if not, you're going to be distracted with everything around you. And, uh, you know, in the Bible, Matthew chapter five, verse 37 says, let your yes be yes. And your no be no. Uh, we talked about the power of no, one of my previous uh, podcasts. I would challenge you to go back and listen to it. But you've got to learn what your yes is and what your no is. Uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer in knowing what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. Uh, when you give effort to certain things and what you don't give effort to do. I'm going to give you an example. In my life... Uh, and in our ministry, we are a mission-minded ministry. We do global missions, uh, Central South America, Puerto Rico, Mexico, and we're in Uganda as well. We send money, but we've also been to Uganda and have helped people there. Uh, and maybe you're there in Uganda. You're listening to this. We, we still love you and we're praying for you. But in this is let your yes be yes and your no be no. You got to prioritize what are your yeses and what are your noes. And for me, I'm the pastor of a church that has a global missions. Uh, vision. We are uh, mission-minded. We we do a lot of mission work, but you know what my yes is? is not the mission field. My yes is pastoring the church. My yes is developing leaders here. My yes is a podcast. My yes is training leaders and building them and getting them ready to send them out. But my job isn't to go there. I know that's not my yes. I know missions are not my yes. That doesn't mean I don't go. It just simply means that's not my emphasis and nor is it my focus. And so you've got to prioritize. So many people say, hey, how's it going? And most people answer you, busy, man, I'm so busy. Why? Why don't you just say, I'm doing well. Uh, things are good. Everything's great. When you're so busy, to me, I've watched it in my own per- I'm just talking about from experience here. When you answer things like that, you have no idea what you're shooting at. You're just doing everything. Find your yes, prioritize it, and let it become great work. This is self-leadership. Six self-leadership principles. And that's one of them. You got to prioritize what is great work. What are the things, what's your yes and what's your no and learn to tell the things no that are no's in your life and learn to pick up all of your yeses. Number one, take control of your thoughts. Number two, take initiative in every situation. Number three, prioritize great work. You got to have a prioritization in your life. If you don't, you're going to be distracted by everything. One of my greatest things, I've done two things uh, over the last year and a half that have actually been effective in my life that's allowed me to become and develop even more so as a good leader in my my opinion is one, I I eliminated social media from my life. Now we use it. We're we're actually on social media uh, with some people are watching this or listening to it through a social media site. And we're grateful for social media. But for me personally, it wasn't what I needed in my life. So I eliminated it. That's number one. Number two, here, listen to what I'm going to say. I did. I eliminated my notification from my email. 
on my cell phone. You know why? Because checking my email all the time was distracting me from other things that was important. Emails are not urgent. Emails are communication. The thing that's important and urgent is what I'm giving my attention to, but the minute a red number came on my phone or the ding came on my phone, I thought that I had to check it. It was la- it was distracting from priorities in my life. And so it has been so much more freeing for me that I only I have to intentionally open my phone to check my email. But if there's no number, then I don't even know I have an email and I've trained myself to do that. You've got to prioritize uh, what is great work and what you should be doing. Number four, six self-leadership principles. Number one, take control of your thoughts. Uh, you've got to learn to do that. You've got to take initiative in every situation. You've got to prioritize what is great work. And number four, you've got to let go of needing to get the credit. Hey, this is, uh, uh, this is hard for leaders. This is hard for successful people. Is because we're very ego-driven, especially men. We're very egotistical. We're very uh, like, this is what I've done. Look how great I am. Look at what all I've accomplished. Look how good I am. Look how many people like me better than they like so-and-so. This is is a problem, in my opinion, in today's society with leaders is that we need the credit. Uh, I'm I'm reminded of of Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And here we find is this ego uh, trip that you got to promote yourself. It's all about you. No, 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 no. Great leaders don't need the credit. Great leaders, we know what we can do. We know the influence and the impact that we have in people's lives. You know, we're not, I'm not focused. I wrote this down a focus on what you get brands as you is, I'm sorry, a focus on, a focus on what you can get brands you as self-serving. So I'm focusing on what people are saying about me. I'm focusing on how people are promoting me. And uh, here's what we're doing. We're more interested in the credit than we are the success. Great leaders don't care about who gets the credit. We just care about their success around the corner. Uh, we, we know that our, we, our duty is, we know what our yes is, we know what we're supposed to do. And listen, there's people that'll preach better than me. There's people that'll uh, pastor better than me. There'll be people that in our ministry that will teach better than me. Uh, there'll be people that'll be better leaders than me. But I know my yes. I know what I'm supposed to do to be effective in their life, to influence and impact their personal life. That's all that matters to me is that they actually do what God's called them to do and they do it well. Uh, I'm not interested in getting promoted and my horn tooted, right? I'm not interested in getting the credit. Why? Because that comes before, that's a destruction and a fall waiting to happen. And people will quit following me because they're not looking for prideful individuals. They're looking for people to strengthen them, to encourage them, to bring correction when needed, not people that it's all about them. That's the lordship and dictatorship. That's not leadership. And so I, I'm looking at that. I'm leading myself how? I'm, I'm eliminating the need to be to be patted on the back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm eliminating that part of my life so that I can function and fulfill and focus on the, the, the priority, which is doing the duty that I'm supposed to do. Six self-leadership principles. And the fourth one is you got to let go of needing all of the credit. Why? Because you got to know what you're supposed to do. Pride and, and, and haughty spirit go before destruction and a fall. And we're not going to do that. This is Bible versus the anointed leadership. How do we get God in our life? How do we become better leaders? Is we got to let go of needing the credit. We got to let go of our ego. We got to check ourselves in the mirror every day, look at ourselves and say, what, what, Terry, um, what do you need from people today? I don't need anything for people. I need to give to people. 
I need, I need to make sure that they have and well-equipped and empowered to do everything that they're supposed to do. And that's one of the key components and principles of self-leadership is you got to get rid of the pride and you got to get rid of the egotistical mindset and realize this ain't about you anyway. It's about being used of the most holy God to help and empower other people. Six, six key uh, self-leadership principles that we should all be applying. Number one, you got to take control of your thoughts. I, I know I'm repetitive, but I think it's so vital that I drive these points home. Two, you got to take initiative in every situation. You got to build courage and strength and chase it. Prioritization, eliminate distractions in your life. You got to let go of the ego, right? Uh, number five, you got to keep your cup empty. This is probably, I probably should, I probably should drop this to the sixth one so I can spend just a few more minutes on it. But keep your cup empty. What do I mean? Proverbs 18, verse 2 says, Fools, this is the, the Passion Translation with the New Living Translation kind of mirrored together or meshed together. It says, Fools don't want wisdom, they only want to impress you with what they know. Keep your cup empty. What does that mean, Terry? Don't think you're the Mr. Know-it-all. There's somebody smarter than you in every room. Somebody that's done more, that knows more. Uh, there's people that I know that are in leadership that want to talk about how great they are and all that they've done, back that ego. But what they're doing is they don't want to listen to wisdom. They're not being teachable. They want to tell you everything that they do know. Do you know those one-upper guys? Yeah. You got to, you, if you're that one-upper, I'm going to tell you, you got to quit that. You got to empty your cup. It's not about what you know. It's not even about what you've done. It's not even about what success is in your life. You got to learn that you got to be teachable and you've got to beat that horse because we all have stories of success. We all have stories uh, of what we've done and how we've done it very well and the people's lives that we've changed and how great that we can be. One of the greatest things in my life is I want to be what we call the Timothy, which is very teachable. The Bible teaches us. I want to be teachable. So I want to learn from anybody and it doesn't matter who they are. If they're a teenager, a young adult, or, or if they're elderly, I'm open to ears. I'm, I've got an empty cup. I, I'm a sponge. I'm trying to absorb everything I can to be better. And that takes work because I want to speak up. I want to give, you know, uh, my two cents into every conversation, but I've got to bite my tongue almost like you're biting it off. Because why? You got to keep your cup empty. It isn't about what you know and how impressive you are. It's about getting wisdom, man. It's about extracting wisdom from every other person you can. Why? So you can become a better individual, a better leader, a better husband, a better boss, a better manager, a better department head, a better pastor. It's not about you. It's about learning wisdom from other people that are in the same uh, boat and doing the same things as you guys. Listen, <laughs> we don't always have the answers. We want to think we do. But we got to keep our cup empty. Come on, six self-leadership principles that I think we all need to do if we're going to lead ourselves. Number one, you got to take control of your thoughts. Number two, you got to take initiative in every situation. You got to prioritize great work. You got to let go of the ego, right? And you got to keep your cup empty. And number six, the last one, you got to prioritize personal growth or personal health growth. And what does that mean? Philippians 2.12, work out your own salvation. You got to work on your own life. Uh, it's pretty simple. I'm going to end the sixth one with really simple point is you got to prioritize you. You know, the, the second greatest commandment the Bible teaches is love your neighbor as yourself. And here's the thing. If you don't love yourself, you can't love other people. You got to put emphasis and invest in you. I believe the CEO can't think of his, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, but the CEO of the visa said, if you're a great leader, you'll invest 40% of your time into your own self. 
that that's a lot of time into you and you got to be able to do that you got to prioritize you this is how you lead yourself you got to put effort into you you what are you reading what are you studying what podcasts are you listening to you're listening to this one so you're investing into yourself i listen to multiple podcasts i read multiple books uh on a consistent basis i watch a lot of leadership youtube stuff i i listen to ted talks i'm always uh, building and investing myself. Why? Because we're constantly putting out and leading other people. I'm trying to figure out what can I learn from individuals that are finding success? What can I learn from other people that aren't successful? How can I apply those those problems that they had, which created failure into my life so I don't create the same type of failure? I'm investing in myself. You got to prioritize you. This is how you lead yourself. Put a priority on you. Your greatest asset isn't your money. Your greatest asset isn't your, your, your company. Your greatest asset isn't your church. It isn't the people, the coworkers, or the clients. Your greatest asset is you. If you're not working, if you're unhealthy, you're going to lose it. Uh, and, and we want to think everybody else is our asset. What we do is an asset. No, no, you are your greatest asset. You got to work on you. You got to be healthy. You got to have a sharp mind. You got to have a great spirit about you that is willing to confront with great courage and strength and not be afraid to move forward. You've got to prioritize you. Listen, six self-leadership principles that Terry Lenscott lives by. Number one, I take control of my thoughts. Number two, I'm taking initiative in every situation. Number three, I'm going to prioritize what is really good and great work and and eliminate distractions. I'm going to let go of my ego. Uh, Number five, I'm not going to know everything. I'm going to be an empty cup where I can be filled with great wisdom. I'm going to learn rather than impress. And I'm going to number six, I'm going to prioritize my own growth. I have to. I've got to invest in me. And so I want to challenge you with that today. Hey, I appreciate you taking a few moments. I hope this content has added value to your life and it stretches you and challenges you to to lead yourself, to grow in your leadership. Uh, And as you do, may the anointing of God get on you and all over you so that you can do everything that he's called you to do. Again, I'm Terry Linscott, the host of here of the Anointed Leadership Podcast. If we can help you, reach out to us. If we can add value and and, and strengthen your team, reach out to us. Get a hold of us. How can we come in and help your team? Also, if this is really helping you, share it with some of the people around you. Until next time, I call you blessed and enjoy the remainder of your day. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.